just outside of what would otherwise be known as the capital of America, not Red Square. Thank you very much. Good morning, Henry Tech. It, well, it was a good morning until you reminded me of where I live. Yeah, look at, look well, at thanks the for that. Side. Way to be a downer. Well, look at the bright side. Uh, it's not like you're uh, out California way over at the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah, you, well, know, right. yeah. Uh, you might have to well, worry in about full you uniform. Know, yeah, we have to worry about flying projectiles. Well, yeah. you know, see, there is one positive to all this bullshit. I was um, in junior high and high school. Uh, because I thought America and Russia would make peace, obviously not in the way that we're actually doing it. I decided that I wasn't going to be like most of the other kids and take Spanish or French. I studied Russian. Hmm. Now, I am no expert. Don't ask me to be a translator because I can't. Um, my grasp of, of spoken languages is limited at best. Um, I do not have the aptitude for it. And that's what I found out after several years of trying hard to memorize the language. Um, however, if we end up do turning into a hammer and sickle kind of uh, country, at least I've got some foundational work and, and historical uh, understanding going on to, to work with. Hmm. There's that at least. For those so, of you, and I also know what hour of the day to get up for the lines for bread and cheese. Great. Yeah, down. Go ahead, Fish. I was going to say, um, I was looking on this uh, this server on Discord not too long ago. I'm sorry, what were you thinking? You know, but, but there was one. I, I thought it was actually hilarious. Uh, it was a box of crackers and a picture of Putin on top of it. <laughs> the crackers were Ritz crackers. Yeah. Putin on the Ritz. Bingo. <laughs> Yeah, which is um, a far older song than most people recognize. Oh, I know. I know. Um, just when I saw that, it was just like, okay, I, I see what you did there. You know, a lot of it flies over my head, but that one I'm proud to say I was dim enough to actually catch. Your reaction time is, and the, and the camera is some of the uh, live streams I've watched. Um, you can see when they're like, if they're reading something like off the headlines or something like that, you actually see them physically turn their body. So I think what they're doing is instead of having the webcam or whatever, uh, say on top of the monitor, like most people. Yeah. And you know, me, you know, I'm cheap. I'm using what, whatever it is. That well, I got yeah. These, these are also people that, you know, make four digits a month on Patreon and, you know, can afford yeah. that kind of luxury. Currently being watched over by a couple of people dressed the president in their display but my problem with this there's nothing in the picture that is obviously stating this is parody so a piece of me is looking at this own i would otherwise have kind of have to take them at the word until i heard otherwise because well and that really What's the what's the expression? Down grinds my gears, uh, twists my nipples, bunches that, my shorts. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That's three of the um, less vulgar ones that I know of. But I, I get what you're coming from. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So we'll make sure that um, the uh, Unrenowned Tech is just going ahead and give my last name a Clay. I think it is. Um, they're saying that he's the second person 
to have destroyed the star. Um, somebody else did it uh, in October last year as well. Um, also, other people have done satirical work, such as building a tiny wall around it. And I was trying to figure out, why the hell am I not seeing any pictures? And then I realized, oh, crap, I still got that. Um, uh, uh, so there's extensions that you can add to your Chrome brow web browser. And I have one. And it's called Make America Kittens Again. And I have it set so that whenever there's a picture involving anything with Donald Trump, or Mike Pence, it shows me instead pictures of kittens. Yep. So I'm staring at a kitten who's upside down, you know, kind of hanging over the edge of something, <laughs> talking about Donald Trump's star of fame being destroyed. It's just like, it's, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. The the second the second uh, line in that article states. The satirical Soviets were first spotted Wednesday. So I, I would probably, I would call this satire considering the fact that. Um, I'll tell you what I would love to see. I don't think Russian military is actually allowed on U.S. soil. What I would love to see is I would love to see somebody who was from Russia and had served in the military and came to the United States and become an American citizen. Go up to those guys and go, look, you've got it all wrong. You've got the, the the pins over here. They actually go over here. The hats on backwards. You need to get those cuffs up. <laughs> yeah, and just go to town and get them into shape, right? And go, okay, great. Now you're all set. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, this, I mean, if this. you're gonna do it, right? Put some effort into it, and you know, maybe get a little help. I mean, I, I'm not afraid to admit that I have um, a high school acquaintance um, whose family was over from Russia. Um, Art brought his family in because the father was an engineer of sorts and a very good one. And our country really wanted him. So I brought him over, promised and granted him and his family citizenship. And his son and I became very good friends. His son uh, used to invite me over, and his whole family would help me with um, me speaking Russian and learning to read Russian. And, oh, my God, could his mom cook? Oh, that's Oh, there is some really good Russian food. Oh. It's, 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 it's I've never food. had borscht that was that good. You, <laughs> say what people, you can say whatever you want. Oh, it's made out of beets. It's beet soup. A good hot beet soup with a dollop of sour cream mixed into it. Oh, it's amazing when it's really, really well done. Oh, I think it was uh, I think it was Ben Cisco who said if you if you don't like beets, it's because you haven't had it made right yet. Oh God, this so this lady go. she made these pigs that were like this big when they were on your plate. Okay, they were that big around and they were that tall Ooh. and they were filled with this um, kind of a cross between a custard and a pudding that had uh, crushed walnuts into it. Uh, she made me fall in love with walnuts because it was and and the filling was just sweet enough. It wasn't overly sweet. The pastry itself, again, just sweet enough, not overly sweet, not like American pastries or even some of that those French delicacies. 
it was just a right balance. I'd go there, I'd eat like six of those things, and she'd have the big old grin just watching me stuff my face with them. Yeah, I, I I miss that family. Oh, I miss that family. Oh, nothing wrong with that. So anyway, so anyway, so let's uh, let's get everything rolling. Uh, yeah, as far as and like some people say, who you are when you're drunk or really deep down inside compared to you know what you see. I'd like to be a better person, but be that as it may. And the reason why I want to bring this up is that I got lucky this past week. My little one was at the Buffalo Institute, the Buffalo, the Summer Institute for Genocide Studies. And I forgot what the rest of the sides, specifically the Holocaust in one case, a couple of cases. But I got the chance to shake hands with get a picture with and sign the book for Mary Beth Tinker, which is not a name that most people recognize, but Mary Beth Tinker, who is currently wearing a black armband with a white piece symbol on it. And school district said, you can't do that. And they said, uh, we think that we that we're able to iron out for everybody else. That even though you are a minor and a student, your right to free speech is still in effect. You can't have somebody in, you know, government or a governmental agency telling you what you can and cannot say, especially if it's a peaceful protest. She was a delight to talk to. She is somebody that I would love to have on this show. And we may try to find their voice about, but we kind of work with this whether we realize it or not. So we're going to kind of do a little bit. Your, your uh, earless feeder uh, are designed to basically bring down uh, society as you know it. And unfortunately, this is the double-edged sword of something. Yes, not, not all speech is created equal. But yeah, this is where a lot of what we see today is coming from. But, um, you've got a problem with reading our Constitution because it's missing that extra you all over the place, you know. Color, honor, foolish you. It's not here in, in Calgary. Uh, not very well liked by some people. As a matter of fact, when he went on business trips south of the border, he would bring with him an entourage of no less than six bodyguards at a time. Hey, if you got them. Yeah, but you know, I'd, I'd almost want to say uh, this guy is the, I'd say he's almost like the Calgary version of Trump. Uh, except this guy was actually moderately successful. Same time was one time the king of Norway was visiting. My brother was able to walk out of his desk, walk straight up to him, introduce himself, and shake the king's hand. 
with no fear of retribution or um, aversion. So, you know, yeah, you know, you, you could you could bend a knee. You know, I, I would hope that you know more of these royals would consider themselves. You know, unless you actually have power, don't pretend, or don't walk around thinking that you do. You know, yeah. that's a that's a whole other thing that uh, I have intention on talking about later. Mm -hmm. uh, be the nicest way of putting. Oh yeah. Okay. You also have uh, people that you've worked with in different levels of experience and and know how in the shall we say the dot net environment. Sure, that's fair for, enough. Yeah, for for those of you that don't get it, I'm talking about military and, and networking, military and, and networking, IT that kind of thing. <laughs> Compared to what the Navy's gone through, yes. <laughs> um, at um, least at one particular location that I know of. Um, I have an acquaintance. This is something that's hard for me to believe, right? I mean, I went through the army during the period. I went through the army during the period. Well, pretty well, to be fair, at the time, the nightmares. Well, to be fair, at the time, I wasn't doing a whole lot with computers. Um, Often than not, right? So um, I've heard the phrase that a master chief is the salt of the earth. And I've come to understand why. Um, I've noticed that uh, as you get higher into the listed ranks, um, they tend to be very um, down to earth. They know how things work. If you want something done, listen to them because they usually have been there, done that. They know how it's supposed to work by the book. And they also know how it can be finagled within the rules, but to be more efficient. And I, myself, in my IT role, have also learned that in the position that I hold in my as a contractor, I know about, I have a list of policies and procedures that I must have, must follow. If A is not done, you cannot move to B. If B is not done, you cannot move to C, so on and so forth. It's really compartmentalized. I mean, some of the stuff, they could make a regular union look... Uh, amateur in compared to how compartmentalized some of the policies and procedures are. And um, I've learned where I can finagle things to make things more efficient within the confines of my SOP, my standard operating procedure. So as such, when I have somebody who's I have to work with who needs my assistance and they're polite, I'm going to move mountains for them. But every once in a while, I've got a few people under, uh, under my care who are complete and utter jerks. They think they are God's gift to whatever. They think that it's not unreasonable to demand that I show them how to use a particular function in Excel when they're being paid to have that knowledge and I'm not. It's like, here, Here's Google. Have a nice day. That's not part of my SOP. Do it yourself. Then they come to me for something that is part of my SOP, but they're a dick about it. Not a problem. First, we have to start with A. 
Once A is done, then we can move on to B. Can you speed it up? Once A is done, then we can move on to B. Yeah. And I have learned this by listening to my peers, um, by my end users that are in the military, by and they've actually come to uh, respect my position as they understand more about what I, I am tasked with doing and how things work. Because when they have something go wrong and they want to know why it's taking so long, they will actually sit down to me with me and listen to what I tell them about how the procedure works. And they will actually let me explain it to them. And then they, uh, they will think about it and ask, okay, how about at this point in, in here, does it give you wiggle room to do X? And so they'll make suggestions and such. And, and, and in some cases it's actually helped me out, help them better. In other cases, it's like, it's a good idea, but I've already gone that route. It doesn't work. Okay, well, I'll just have to wait longer. And, and you know, they they react with logic and reason. The ones who blow up, we have to wait for A before we get to B. So. Oh, you, well, yeah. Glad to be here. Sorry I'm late. It's okay. You know, we, we that, it's all good. So. It matter. It's all good. So, so here's 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 the avenue that I, I was trying to get at, and this is uh this is now going to kind of go over to Dallin because well, Dallin can describe it as <laughs> well they're 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 at they're at a bit. It doesn't really much matter how I describe it, right? Uh, no. I mean, if it if it involved a computer, I was involved. Basically, any kind of technology, be it in the in the office, on the shop floor, um, anything inside of that building was basically my responsibility if it had any kind of technology tied to it. Um, unlike tech, though, <clears throat> there was a uh, significant lack of respect for my abilities, and um, and I, I think the word. Uh, tech that you might have been um, malicious no 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 um, wisdom like you were talking about the master chiefs being the salt of the earth um, what that comes up with is wisdom which is something you learn through experience and being in you know a, a, a tech profession uh, no <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> Yeah, right there. Like I saw what I did there. Damn it. Um, but, it's okay. Yeah, but being in that kind of profession, you do try things, you do make mistakes, but you do gain experience from it, and you know what works, what doesn't. As you said, um, I was in the same position you are, where you know we have to get to A before we can move on to B. Uh, a lot of my bosses didn't quite grasp that concept. And they wanted to sometimes bypass B and go directly to C. At which point I said, it's not going to work. And they said, do it anyway. And then when it blew up, they would look back at me and said, why didn't it work? I'm like, well, you told me not to go to B. And then they'd, you know, go off in a huff because, you know, Lord forbid, they actually consider themselves wrong. Cut to five years ago where a 45-year-old company closed its doors because 
they just dug in their heels too much and did not listen to the wisdom of the people who were running the place. You know, and this is this is the tragedy of it sucks when you're proven wrong. Like I'm in a new position at work now. Um, I went from I've been in a comfort zone for six years at this new place. And two months ago, I broke out of it. Uh, brand new department, brand new software, brand new learning curve, uh, new team to work with. But I am now the bottom of the food chain. Like the, 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 the backbone software is completely different philosophically, physically, and um, in a deployment sense than what I'm used to. I am stumbling around. Uh, what was it? My, uh, my old boss used like a bull moose calf in heat. Um, and I'm getting talked to by people who've done this job a lot more than I have, a lot longer. And they're explaining things to me. And they're not trying to condescend. They're not trying to talk down. But it is degrading because it's it's a blow to the ego. It feels like... It's like I said, I started on Monday, you know, best of intentions, bright bush tailed. And by Friday, I basically dragged myself across the threshold of my door. I felt my brain leaking out of my ear because I honestly felt I was getting dumber and dumber as the week went by. <laughs> I know how you feel. Yeah, it, I, it's just. But what was the what's, what was the conflict? I mean, is it just their methodology or? Oh, no, no. It, it's just. um. The, the software I'm working with right now, it's it's for a completely different clientele than what I've been used to okay. for the longest time. It's structurally different. It's actually a, an entirely web-based software. So troubleshooting, it's not quite as cut and dry. I, I can't, you know, break into certain codes or config files uh, to immediately diagnose a problem. Yeah, you got a lot of reverse engineering ahead of you. Well, exactly. Before you can adapt. Yeah, so if I'm on a call with a client... And all of a sudden, I see that exception error pop up on a website. I'm like, oh, crap. Now what do I do? Uh -uh. You know, it's, and I mean, this happened to me a, a few years ago. I was demoing a, a variant of this product to a very high-paying customer. That sounded bad. Um, and every time I went to demo it, it was something and it would blow up. And instead of me being able to fix it right there, I had to, contact the development team, two members of which were in the UK to get it fixed. And the turnaround was, you know, maybe a day. So then I'd have to reschedule the training for another day. And then we would get, you know, A to B. And then when we tried to get to C, it would blow up again because the, the program was just still in its infancy. Um, the one I'm working with now is the more mature version of it. But even as I'm training myself on it, I'm finding these I'm finding these glitches and uh, not next week, but the week after I have to go before a multi-million dollar client and teach them part of this. You might say I'm a little bit stressed over this because I lack the wisdom of the experience of working with this program to have that kind of confidence to say, okay, I know what to do. And yeah, the, the, and the client may mistake your 
lack of confidence in your own knowledge in a lack of confidence for the product. Right. And um, the the mindset of these clients now. Okay. What I've Why don't you just before? come straight with your, 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 your bosses and just say, look at, I don't think I should do this until I'm more familiar with the. Well, that's just it. They're giving me, you know, they're giving me lots of time. Okay. I've, I've like all this last week was intensive training um, for this one component. So I'm getting prepared, but this is going to be my first dance with it, so to speak. You know, everybody kind of fumbles their first time, but once you do it once, you get into the rhythm. You know, I've I've learned that way. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like even the mindset, the the normal customers I, I used to work with were standard transit organizations, <clears throat> city buses. You know, you, you pay your fare, you get your transfer notice, you drive, you get driven to a stop, you get off, you do your thing, you wait for the next bus to come back on. That's what I've been doing for the past six years. Now, I'm working with something called non-emergency medical transportation. These are basically handy buses or handy vans um, where a, a broker will accept the call. Uh, so Mrs. Jones calls 1-800-NEED-A-LIFT and uh, Need-A-LIFT Central Switchboard in wherever um, takes the call and they book it. They, they book the trip in this software and then they will dispatch it to what's called a provider, which would be a local agency in that city that will go pick up Mrs. Jones. And then they have a, uh, they have a device in their van to, uh, to notify the, uh, the agent or yeah, to notify the broker that they've arrived at the site. They've picked up the, the, the passenger, they've driven it, uh, driven to the destination, all that. It's, it's a way to keep track of things. But there's so many more things, more variables. Like city transit organizations, they run pretty loose. I'll say that much. They, they talk themselves awfully big. You know, it, it's fun watching some of these people um, try to sound more important than they are. Like some that are earnestly, you know, they're damn good at what they do and full respect to them. But then there are some that, you know, they're puffing their chest out um, artificially. Um, but the brokers and these providers that are doing the non-emergency medical stuff, they're damn good at what they do. And with all the, there's been a, a new restriction put in uh, something called HIPAA. Which uh, is this? <laughs> yeah, technos. I, 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 my son's mother was uh, medical, so I learned a lot about HIPAA. Yeah, rules, well, regulations, things that you, they have to abide by. And if you've never had to deal with it, that's like getting hit by a Mack truck in the side of the head, and never having seen or heard it coming. And I'm being trained as one of the new data stewards for the company for that. You have my sympathy. I will send you a 55-gallon drum of vodka. Make sure it's Courtesy the vodka. Of not, Donald Trump. Yeah, make, make sure it's the vodka, not the lube. Don't don't send me that one. But wait, in this story, isn't isn't Alan the Mack truck? <laughs> Once he gets trained, he will be an instrument of HIPAA. 
Yeah. But for now, the instrument is going to, by beating him over the head with the equivalent of about 55 Unix manuals <laughs> from the 1990s. <laughs> yeah, there is, um, like, because oh, of some of the stuff yes. we do. Yes, no, like, when he's the, done, you, you, we, we will get a recap. Yeah, some, some of the things that I've learned just recently, um, if, for instance, we have to uh, take a, um, a copy of a client's, of a, uh, an agency's database to run troubleshooting, it has to be hippified before it can leave that agency's premises. There are 18 qualifiers that we have to meet before we can transfer that data out. Otherwise, and this is a Canadian company, uh, but if we're transferring American agency information uh, up north here, it has to be HIPAA compliant. And in order to do that, like I said, there's, there's do that. Like I said, there's, there's eight. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but needless to say, I'm getting into something where I lack the wisdom to really consider myself confident. Uh, everything would be just a show. And if I was proven wrong, on anything which I've been done quite a bit, I do get frustrated because it feels humiliated, because it feels humiliating, and nobody likes to feel that. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna do, uh, I wanna do something a little bit fun for a second, uh, Joey. Uh, um, a fragmentation grenade, or a putting a who has no formal document that says that they're trained suddenly coming out and saying yeah i've got uh, i've got i've got paperwork that's uh, that turns everything on its head that would normally be something that shouldn't happen and shouldn't be taken seriously at first why well you guys some like i said somebody who is not formally trained mm -hmm. has nothing behind them for history that shows that they've been following through in the area of physics who now comes out and says, I've got something that turns everything that you've ever thought on its head mm. is kind of a, a very large cavern to cross all on its own. Sure, but um, that's why would you be judging them on their, their credentials? I mean, if you can read the paper and, um, you know, claims are founded in, in evidence or whatever it's. It's going to be that that determines the value of their proposition and That's not their credentials. But unfortunately, what you're saying is actually the, the study is, um, well, if you don't have uh, the, the letters behind your name, um, then yeah, well, you're not, you're not taken seriously at all, not even looked at. Yep, and that's that's kind of the point that I'm kind of getting at. Because and in Einstein's time, it was better because you know the, you know these kind of um, quote unquote crazy propositions. Well, it wasn't so easy to get you know if you're going to take the time to actually write a paper and um, submit it and send it in. Um, you know, it was a lot more work then than it was these. It is these days, but these days it's even worse because I mean you know, universities and um, peer reviewers that are like inundated or uh, flooded with um, with propositions because it's just so easy for anyone just to throw well, something together. We've, we've talked about 
you know, look at some of the Kickstarters that are there, some of the crowdfunding, uh, you know, next generation of products that are going to change the world. Yeah. Sorry, Bill. Um, well, no, like the the self-filling water bottle, the water seer, the, the gill. Um, I'll even go so far as to say the Hyperloop. Well, that one, in, you know, t t truth be told, that one, uh, I, I still haven't read up enough to find out where the physics breaks down, if it breaks down. Well, I guess, uh, I'm, in, I'm in the position of not knowing it yet, yeah. so hence oh, oh. kind of hedging on that. I think, but I, but I want to get back to Shujin's original point oh, yeah. for asking me why uh, okay. the, you're asking about what makes one idea better than another. Well, the idea, the idea that kind of brought it all together, uh, kind of in, in, inspired me on this one, is that the idea that there are a number of times where people will put out an idea, whether it's in their wheelhouse or not, and expect to be taken seriously regardless. And they not very well versed in the subject that could just go ahead and say, um, yeah, I don't have any reason to take you seriously. That's if kind you, of where it all came down from. If, if you've lived long enough um, and you've dealt enough with academia, um, you, you realize that uh, after a while that um, only about 10%, and that's being generous probably, of, of uh, scientists and um, most researchers are, are really critical thinkers or innovative. They're the, you know, the, the, their line of research. Very few of them are, are actually um, looking to, to break new frontiers. Mm. And most of them are in the, the, the work of memorization, almost standardization of existing knowledge. So, um, yeah, when you present a new idea to somebody, um, first off, well, they're, they're going to have to be able to um, actually think about it. Whereas most would tend to reject anything that doesn't match the status quo. That's, a, that's another layer of, um, of rejection you'll have. In, unless you're talking with somebody who's really on the on the cutting edge of uh, of research. Now, for those of you that are kind of wondering, why did I specifically in the Joseph's way? It's because he's kind of in that position himself. You've been working on uh, you've been working on uh, paper for yourself for a while, and oh. you kind of butted up against people who have basically pooed you because you don't have the letters after your name to denote that you've gone through the formalized training systems. But which which one are you talking about specifically? I did not realize that you had several. <laughs> I'm okay. Um I'm working in AI. Um most recently, but I've been working in neuroscience and uh and quantum physics as well. But I think what what did you read? It was a quantum physics that you read? I don't think that I necessarily read it. Uh, I think that you had referenced it several times. I might have skimmed 
at some point when you talked about it. If it's memory serves, it was in physics. Might have been. If it's in my blog, it's it's pretty detailed what I wrote, and it's just dating back to like three years ago. But um, yeah, basically, I'm postulating that uh, gluons and um, even the 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 Higgs boson and all that these are just uh, they're not actual things in themselves. They're more um, variations of a same thing. And as um, I understood it, you were kind of running up against people who just booted it, it, out of out of just out of hand. No. Yeah, it's it basically it turns like uh, probably almost half a century of uh, physics on its head. Well, not really on its head. I mean, it, it doesn't it doesn't say it's wrong. Um, it's just 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 say there's something underneath it. Um, basically. Every particle in existence, and particle the particle that also includes um, photons. So, um, because uh, the, the, the definition of that term varies depending on who you're talking to, but um, like every everything in existence, quote unquote, uh, is basically it's uh, it's a fight between it's point of energy trying to get back to its zero state basically and it's all inverse squared and it's not it's like when you look at magnetism and you look at gravity and all this it's all inverse square it comes down to the same equation so there's a common there's a thread through all of this you'd have to read my blog but anyways yeah so like uh yeah i i got um I got laughed at. Oh, one of the most revealing things wasn't the submission of the, the paper itself. Um, I asked a question or two. I don't know if you're familiar with Quora. But, only, uh, just, only just vaguely. Well, it's a place you can ask questions because uh, during my research, um, you know, I didn't want to reinvent the wheel, so I asked a couple of questions. Um, Quora is a place where you can ask questions and you get informed answers from, from people normally in the 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 trade you're asking the question about yeah war.com so is interesting yeah so um i wrote a question once uh and it said have um what was my question yeah i have particle have particle mechanics like how an actual particle works has it ever been physically demonstrated because for now it's all theory and by theory i mean hypothesis because it never has been observed and they have a model like for example how um electromagnetic particle uh, electromagnetic wave which is actually a particle too but but how it works and they have a complex model based on equations and all that but then it, it's all mathematics they've never seen it so um yeah so just to test that so like um, we're working on modern physics is basically it's um, about three generations of hypothesis working like um, like the electromagnetic it's just starting way back in the 19th century like with Faraday and the uh, the electromagnetic his electromagnetic theory um, the physicists after him base their theories on his theories and so on so you've got a whole chain 
of um, of um, of quote unquote research or hypothesis hypothesizing <laughs> based on you know just like it's like a hypothesis cake really modern physics and that's why it's all over the place and that's probably why it doesn't correspond to uh, Einstein's finding paragraph thirty dash three. Um, what? What? Paragraph 30 dash 3? What the hell was that? Army Regulation 670 dash 1 states. Joe? What are you reading? Military funerals, memorial services, weddings, inaugurals, and other occasions of ceremony. What? This is an occasion of ceremony. Uh, Joe? You're out loud reading about ceremony. What is that you're reading about? Or more specifically, why? Can you hear us? I wonder if his audio went out again. That could entirely be. We'll figure it in just a second. Somebody could tappity tappity. Uh, I think my I think my mumbling uh, <laughs> may have them for a loop. Nah, just figure it out and figure it out in a second. So. <laughs> Uh, just to, 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 to finish my Quora question, uh, the answers I got to a lot of these were just basically um, admonishments um, for not towing the line. You know, the status quo, the academic status quo. Like, how dare you question the academic status quo? So the, so the, the point that I was trying to get through to this is that yeah, the marketplace of ideas has a currency which is usually expected to be someone's expertise in a field. But as Joseph has pretty well put it out there, it's not always that cut and dry. No. Because one of the ways that you can actually kind of jump the line is to actually, you know, follow through with the good old adage and, and, Dallin knows I love this expression. Prove it. Yeah. And credentials. Is well, this guy because he's a PhD. And if you're talking to somebody who's, um, if you're asking a question of somebody who's supposedly of the same, um, you know, trade as your paper is or whatever your proposition is, and he's asking you about your credentials, well, I immediately want to stop talking to that person. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. Um, I, I get it. Um, <laughs> one of the things they told me in college, um, you know, they said, you're going to graduate with a Bachelor of Science, you know, BSc. And I thought, great, you know, I've got this degree. It tells it, it'll, it'll tell people that I school and that I, I know what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about. That degree what I, what everybody told me was that gets you in the door that that gets you a higher chance of a sit down for a job interview than somebody else and that's all it gives you yeah because the person probably hiring doesn't know your trade that's why they need you well um tech yes sir are you by any chance an mcse or an MCDB or anything like that. 
You mean Minesweeper Certified Solitaire Expert? Pretty much. No, but I, I know what's entailed in it. I've actually Mike, studied the material. I just never took the test. My question to you, do you think you could take one of those whippersnappers that have those papers and run circles around them while they're getting dizzy? That depends. If one of those whippersnappers that have the paper have no hands-on experience, yes. If one of those whippersnappers is on experience, even if it's self-taught, and they took the time to go get the cert, there's <clears> a chance that we might be on somewhat level ground depending on what the problem is and depending on how extensive the problem is. So, I mean, the answer varies. There's, there's no absolute answer to it. But I, will, I, I would take on anybody who's only book learned any day of the week. Prosecution rest, Your Honor. No, to my point, uh, what Joseph um, said about essentials, it doesn't mean squat. You say, no, I don't have a PhD in physics, but I have worked the past 15 years in this field and I can out-physics you any day of the week. And, and was, they probably could. I, I was taught in programming language. I was, my first steps in Swift were taught to me by a 12-year-old. You know, and Swift, could, very cool. Yeah, but this guy could, uh, yeah, he could run circles around. Yeah, mo like, most kids can learn languages intuitively from a very early age up into their early teenage years. So the fact that a 12-year-old understood a computer language is not surprising to me. No. And it's well, not even surprising that they were willing to teach because kids love to share. I am actually slightly envious of your position of being able to have been in the presence of a young uh, adult who had taken the time to use their aptitude to actually learn something like that and then want to share it. Because yeah, those, that was, are, those are priceless uh, moments in time. And for him, it's probably rare to have an adult uh, share his enthusiasm. <laughs> and you probably treated the young one with the respect that was due of a you teacher. Know, in French, you know, normally in French, there's two ways of, of addressing people. There's vouvoir, which is a respectful you, and tu vois. And normally, for the tradition is for kids uh, younger than, like somebody younger than like 18, you, you tutois them, which yeah. is just like an informal address. But I was vouvoying this kid after half an hour. With Wait, is that with an L or a V in the beginning? Vouva or Louva? Vou. Vouva. Vouvoi. Vouvoi, which means a vouvoi. It's just a manner. It's a, it's a, Vouvoi. Yeah. Okay. Uh, to break it down, actually, to break it down in conjugation, uh, oh, God. Correct, no, correct me on this one if I'm wrong, Joseph. Uh, Vou is also plural of two. Exactly, yes. But it's like it a is royal also, we. Or yeah, royal... Is, yeah, it is also shown as a it is, it is a token of respect to your elders or to, like you said, somebody of perceivably um, an authority figure of some kind. Not really. No, it's somebody. It's actually just a, a form of respect. To even just meeting somebody for the first time, you you vouvoie them. Okay. Just, just okay. It's like respect by default, and then after you get to know them more, then you you, you ask. It's normally the tradition to ask, uh, do you mind, can we tutoie? And then from then on, you, you tutoie each other. Uh, uh, French, man. I, I, French, man. I, I, no, 
Is it Japanese kind of the same thing? They come up with names for other people? Oh, God, that's different like... conjugations for... Uh, a... It's funny that all the, uh, all the doctors... He has do... a PhD in psychology from the University of North Texas. Um, okay. Particular issues. Experimental psychology and a PhD degree in clinical psychology. In... Okay. Yeah, he neck that deep in psychology. There uh, and something, uh, some uh, sorry, tizzy's the wrong word. Um, a, a debate with somebody who had a doctor in their name, and it turned out they were a doctorate of some kind of like feng shui kind of thing going on. But person, <laughs> no, it was something like it was something of the arts, you know. This was not somebody with a physics degree or a math degree or a science okay. degree or something, and they were arguing. Science. A good example would be yourself, a doctor. Yeah. You know. a, a good example would be I have a you know, on Saturday or Sunday mornings or whatever it was. So the guy who was doing um crossword puzzles for the New York Times, I think it was, he actually created his own doctorate program, I believe is what it was, in the realm of basically crossword puzzles and and various mental puzzles but he actually did the work behind it although if you were to kind of ask somebody to say well is it an established doctorate program sam harris richard dawkins do they flout their 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 doctor credentials but then he got doc but then he got dr phil and but he... but that's the thing with Richard Dawkins and such. It it a lot of times it comes back to Wheaton's rule. Don't be a dick. Yes, it's all well and good that you went ahead and you spent however much money and you did uh, so many years. It's the eye with a big heart and cocks. Yeah. Don't worry, that already exists. Um, <laughs> Surely you can't get a nickname worse than Turkey Neck. Yeah, hold my beer. <laughs> See, I, there's a thing on Reddit. There is a subreddit called Military Stories and another one called Malicious Compliance. Somebody needs to murder. And then he needs to be the first post. We'll keep that, uh, we'll keep that in mind. Uh, when, 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 we, when we stop today. Yeah, and then you get And in those some people, cases, they can even charge you. you and in some cases, people, they can even charge you if you do, and it's not an emergency. Yeah. And, then, and then you get those people who will, you know, the first time, like, oh, what's the worst that could happen? No problem. I, I'm a good driver. I went to such and such school of driving. I know how to drive. I've winter driven before. And then those are the same vehicles that I see wreckage strewn out over, oh, I don't know, three kilometers, about six sure. miles. I will admit, I have driven through blizzards before. I have driven through things that most people would go, you know what? There is nothing that you could say or do that make me do what I'm doing. And the, the reason why I do these things is because in some cases, it's, you know, it, uh, custody exchange. I am going to get my son. But do you, you drive know? at full speed? No. I have the experience and the wisdom to know the normal what to go. avoid, things like that. The ones who are down here that tend to wind up on the side of the road 
Are the big SUVs going, I've got all-wheel drive. I've got four-wheel drive. It's like, dude, you've got four-wheel drive, not all-wheel drive. Or it's ice. I've got front-wheel drive or four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive. It's like, dude, unless you have studded tires, it's ice. It's, do you have the right argument? Do you lack of proof? And the really sad thing is, is I'm seeing it from people who just a few years ago, I fully respected as critical thinkers, skeptics, um, people who were more than happy to take an argument, break it down to its basis components and either say, okay, that this is correct or no, you're wrong. And here's why. Now I see a lot of those same people leveling accusations at their opponents that put me in mind of the very apologetic who just a few years ago they were arguing against in a very pragmatic mechanical manner and nowadays it's they they want to they want to stake their claim because it's what they believe with with all their heart and soul and even though it has been directly dismantled by people, but they double, they... triple, quadruple down on it with the same fervor that their former religious opponents used to do for their claims. Well, where does this fervor come from? You know, and, and really, I, the more I look into it, the, the more, you know, these people, they're basically, they're following a model I got this one. that I call a survival model. But mm-hmm. um, they 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 think that their very survival depends on towing this line because it's worked for them so far well this is this is one that uh that Dallin and I can specifically uh, hold it in a death grip because your priest your mullah your rabbi doing nothing but making a living off of your contribution uh while they live in the palace of gold and you live in a freaking mud hut well not just that um there are also the ones who are preaching um, who yeah. have come to the conclusion that what they were preaching, they don't believe. And, you know, they have come to the, to the realization that, oh, crap, I just led these 20 people, 30 people, 50, 100, 200, 1,000 people and their family members to believe this shit. And I now know how wrong it is. But I've convinced all of them that it's right. And you want to talk about somebody who has a sense of empathy and remorse and regret getting hit with that burden of what they just did. That's soul crushing uh, to turn a phrase. That's why there's the um, what do they call that? Uh, the something project. Um, the uh, priest project, pastor project, something project. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll... I'll look it up and and, and find it. I, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, but there there's um there's a program together for basically priests and rabbis and pastors and so on and so forth. All the all the different leader positions who come to secularism, uh, they basically become agnostic or atheist or some of those a words, <laughs> and um they start questioning things and they need a place to turn to, but they can't quite leave what they're doing at the pulpit yet. 
because the it's the only thing project. that they, you know, the clergy project, that's it. Uh, clergyproject.org. Thank you guys. Anyway, um, you know, they can't leave yet because they have no backups. They have no place to fall back on because that was their entire life and their entire life was just pulled out from underneath them as a believer you know, for somebody else, they may be going to work still and maybe they're working with computers or maybe they're working with uh, video projection systems or uh, maybe they're just a data enter entry specialist or a data analysis. They can still go to work with, their, with or without their beliefs. But when you got somebody like in the clergy and the only thing they have is their beliefs and preaching them, if that's got to be hard. If you have a doctorate in fairy tales. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine how I, I vaguely can imagine, I guess, how traumatizing that could be for them. It's yeah. a, an entire, it's, it's, again, it's their means of survival. Yeah. yeah. But then you've got the people who know full well that what they're preaching is bullshit, but they keep doing it Bullsting. because it's a, it's a great source of income. Yeah. There are people that, uh, yeah, I remember, I think Seth Andrews interviewed a priest an atheist, but he still does what he does because it's all he knows how to do. Um, but moving away from religion in that respect, it's that same kind of philosophy is finding its way into the political sphere right now where you've got pundits on either side uh, making claims, trying to make assertions, and they're getting a very toxic mob following behind them on either side of the political fence. And I have wanted to basically go up to these people, the ringleaders and say, okay, buddy, you're telling me this, prove it. I want proof that could turn a grand jury to your favor before I will agree with what you have to say, because I doubt, sir, your sincerity. I well, am well, skeptical of it. I doubt it. And that is because it seems to me that for every claim I've heard, I have heard evidence to counter it. And then these same people will then double should instead be looking at veracity. Fair point. Just I never said make... it was a ma no, I never said it was a master of the English. It's called Toccata. You know, the no, 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 no. This wasn't it, but it was about the same caliber in terms of speed and complexity. Gotcha. We were speechless. Servers, surfers, album. I remember the first time I heard that album. Hairway to Steven. <laughs> yes. They had a uh, hidden track at the end of the cassette tape on side B for one of their uh, albums. Oh, which one? Uh, that one was uh, The Bounds on it, wasn't it? It was either that one or the one with The Worm. One of the two. Uh, yeah, just, just so that everybody is aware. Yes, the butthole surfers was a band still a band still did, did, I don't, uh, still? Yeah, they, um I at least from a few days. years ago Go but on. i mean uh i had a buddy of mine that he was in the punk there was let's see uh butthole surfers guinea puppy yeah. Millions of dead Christians. Um oh, skinny, skinny puppies, yeah. I, I listen to them yeah. a lot. Suicidal the, tendencies, the dead Kennedys. Uh, dead Kennedys. <laughs> Suicidal um, tendencies. I saw your mommy and your mommy's dead. DOA. I watched um, her with the with the incomparable. Yeah, the, there was there was DOA with the band with the band leader Joey Shithead. 
Or like the Dead Kennedys, their lead singer is Jello Biafra. <laughs> yeah. No now, now Jello, um, he was one of the guys that sort of went. Um, one of my favorite speeches from him was the. You, you can look it up online. It's called Grow More Pot. You figure out why y'all got a war on drugs down there after listening to that. There's, we're not, we're not going to get into that. I know, I know, a, but such a, oh man, there's such a deep dive on that. Would yeah. uh, maybe, maybe one day. Yeah. Um, sorry, I can't help it. All I can think of the dead milkmen. <clears throat> I forgot that band. Yeah. Oh, Butthole Surfers, they might be coming out with a new album the first in 10 years uh, because of Trump. They're saying that they don't know how oh, they God. cannot come out with a new album. <laughs> Seriously, well, that no. doesn't actually surprise me. Well, some of their stuff was actually politically uh, motivated. Not a lot, but some of it. The Shaw Sleeps in Lee Harvey's Grave? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, you know, they, they're older than us. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. When did they start? It's about the same. No, they were a little bit older than me. Uh, could, could be. And, um, yeah, now, now I gotta... Yeah. And punk is an attitude. It's not a genre. It's, it's a little bit of column A. It's a little bit of fried rice B. Yeah, well, a little bit of all of it. It, it. When it comes down to it, you know, punks are skeptics. They they question the status quo, in your face. Yeah, I hadn't. You know, I had always thought of them as more contrarians, but the idea that they are the ones that are questioning who's doing what. Um, well, they gave you the they gave you the image of being anarchists. Yeah, which um, is not really a. Sorry, sorry, I'm not 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 going to get down. No, but right but um, that was that was the way they were projected. But yeah, they were critical of the establishment. You know, they they encourage people think for yourself, go your own way. Don't uh, against the the entire conformism conformism machine, yeah. which is society. And, and the, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, um, I wanted to say something. I forgot it. Um, sorry, go on. I wanted to say something. I forgot it. Um, yeah, sorry, go on. Say is uh, I we got to see if I close that anyway. I'll leave it open to you guys. Uh, for those of you that think that um, doing the whole non-conformity thing is is the way to go, it's great. Um, stop shopping at Spencer's that cool kids did not walk into they avoided the place and interesting because you could get stuff like invader zim and and all the neat stuff that was going on that none of the cool kids did involved in because only nerds did that or only those creepy goth kids over in the corner did that or well, like a lot of the people i hung out with we went in there and we thought wow they actually made a store for us they got some neat stuff in here you know, and granted, some of it's cheap, but some of it's not. You know, some of it's actually pretty decent. And then it slowly started to become popular. And it was like, what the hell are the jocks doing in here? What are the preppy kids doing here? No, don't. And then it was like, now we got to find somewhere else to go. Mm -hmm. And by the way, for those of you who remember Spencer's growing up, Spencer's gift shop, 
and have not recently been to a Spencer's gift shop, if you don't want your young ones seeing certain kinds of adult gifts that uh, didn't used to be in Spencer's, but is definitely now there, <laughs> depending on what state you live in, um, stay at the front of the store, okay? You thought the back was bad before. You haven't seen the wall of dildos. I walked in there with my, uh, with, uh, well, let's just put it this way. I had a shock <laughs> and, and I, I turned to my significant other and I said, I had no idea. I did not know that they had done this. I am sorry. And my significant other looked at me and went, oh, it's okay. Wow. There sure are a lot though. <laughs> Cause it was floor to ceiling. In about 16 feet wide. In about 16 feet wide. Which just makes me wonder. I and mean, I'm talking how, about the section, not the item. No, I, I know. I know. I know. And now I'm thinking to myself, how do you. Reaction. And I said, well, I didn't know this was here. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm almost X amount of years old. When I used to go to Spencer's, the worst they had was product X, product Y, and product Z. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's over there. <laughs> she's like at least you didn't run screaming from the store like some other people yeah that's that that's something else we gotta end up talking about some other time i gotta find out about that anyway um you don't know it that was one of his big ones and i i lean on that one very heavily these days if you can't show me definitive proof to back up the claim you're making or the accusation you're making, then I am well within my rights to completely dismiss you. You know, point me where you want so that maybe I have to educate myself and I might, but if you're just going to sit there and throw me some bogus claim with some equally bogus, uh, so-called evidence that, does nothing but make you look like even more of a fool than I think you are. Um, yeah, we're done. And I just uh, dropped a little thing over in there. I thought that maybe you'd, uh, I've, I don't know if I'm specifically paraphrasing it correctly or if I'm. I, I know what you're, I know what you're getting at. Yeah. That can, that can be, uh, or what is it? Uh, that which is stated can, without evidence can be dismissed without evidence. Yep. I forgot who it was that had that one, but uh, there's... It's fine. Anyway, that's a that's all of the thing. But uh, back on to... Uh, just, yeah. Uh, I've got, I'm going to show you something after this show. Fair enough. We'll see how... I got, I got a picture of me when I was uh, 15 or... Oh, uh, if this... 15 or 16. Oh, uh, if this is if this is the one that made it to uh, Facebook, I think I saw it. Strapping young lad. Me in full punk regalia. I may not have seen that one then. Okay. Fair enough. All shave, right. Shave it shave it for later. We'll go ahead and we'll do that. So, uh, of course everybody Thank you very much for joining us. Hope that you had uh, a little bit of fun with us.
and found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives. I want to go ahead and say at this point, right off the bat, we had some apparently technical problems. The folks that were trying to watch us live were having a real hard time because of buffering issues and stuff not coming down to them. And for those of you that were trying, I was watching the live chat. I'm sorry. Uh, I have no idea what might have been happening to you guys. Uh, but thank you for trying as hard as you did. And still, have yourself a good rest of the weekend. Oh, you. And thank you. No worries. Unrenote Tech. Good night. You know, um, they didn't change the locks before he came home, huh? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not going there. You try to have yourself a good rest of your night also, huh? You too. All right. I wish, you know, a Canadian apology would actually do something about that, but uh, no, it is the great gods of YouTube that have uh, sundered this night. However, um, I will endeavor to get this up on the audio site over at holycrapblogcast.com. Segway. Uh, <laughs> and to uh, further kind of ventings and stuff, uh, you can catch me over at uh, inthewind.yo5.ca. So thank you guys for being with us. As always, if you'd like to go ahead and uh, send us any messages, you can just see TV 554-859-4288-554. And if you feel uh, generous for whatever strange reason, patreon.com slash HCTV. I don't know that I need to do anything special over there. It's just sitting there. And if anybody wants to donate, that's wonderful. I don't want to do any kind of upload a link over to them because I, I don't want people to just go ahead and say, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll spot you a, a dollar every time you upload to something. Cause um, no, I was trying to catch that things just went poorly whatever uh at the time of uh, this recording i'm going to you've been listening to holy crap the vlogcast feel free to leave a comment on the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com where you'll also find links to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Google Plus pages. Theme music provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. On behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening. <laughs>